Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for ovens when you're waking. Bacon, no faking. I only smoke the danky herbs. Yo, 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 what's going on, y'all? It's your boy Crispin Bass, man. We're here with a solo tip this week. My boy, uh, Mr. Cooper, as y'all know, as announced last week, is taking the week off just to, you know, uh, get a little bit better. He is dealing with some uh, personal issues. Everything is perfectly fine, thankfully. But he just uh, had to take some time off due to some personal reasons uh, a couple weeks ago. And just ultimately didn't have the time to get ready for this Kendrick Lamar album review that we've been holding from y'all for a long time, man. So thank y'all for, you know, staying patient with us. And we here. I'm here. And I'm representing for the both of us the HQ podcast up in this Biatch, alright So like I said man We hitting y'all with a good old album review Like I said on a solo tip Now if y'all been listening Y'all know How much of a Kendrick Lamar fan That I am You ask any one of my friends When it was when You know When I was When these kind of conversations were happening in my life I don't know how old I was Maybe like 19, 20, 21 and everybody was on Drake's dick, which, you know, I came around, pause, I came around to Drake, uh, Drake's music, and, you know, for sure, he he's he's a legend. Drake is a legend, you know, a great, and all the above, right? But, before, excuse me, before I uh, started messing with his music as hard as I do now, because, I, like I said, I do, I do fuck with Drake hard, uh, I was definitely a Kendrick, a huge Kendrick fan. Um, I remember, I want to say, what, 2009, 2010, whenever Section 80 came out, I remember a friend of mine, shout out my man Frank, uh, he, I was chilling with him, and he was like, yo, you ever heard of Kendrick Lamar? I hadn't. He knew I liked, you know, that kind of music. He knew I always listened to a lot of, like, you know, New York or just, I guess you could say lyrical type of music. So he was like, yo, man, you need to check out Kendrick Lamar. And I remember hearing Section 80 first. And it was different, you know, Kendrick kind of was doing the little voice thing, little alien voice thing, you know, and it was just different, man. And to be honest with y'all, I wasn't a big fan of it at first. Um, it wasn't until a few years later, maybe like two, one or two, maybe three years later, uh, when sec, uh, when Good Kid Mad City dropped, you know, and um, I just remember it being a big release. I don't remember, I don't know why for what reason but it it was a really big release um i'm not sure if kendrick had you know bubbled up you know uh like you know the um what's the word i'm looking for god damn it uh i don't know if kendrick had just been bubbling at this point and you know and everybody was looking forward to this you know um i don't know what the case was but it was a big a big release and now mind you i've had these conversations many many times on here that Releases were way different 10, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, I think more people listened, more people attention was on it as opposed to now. And again, that's simply because of how much, uh, you know, overload of media 
that we have thrown our way through YouTube, through Netflix, through... But again, conversation for another day. I don't want to get too deep into that because that is actually something that I do want to make an episode about. So I'm saying this during the episode so I commit myself to doing it. Because I think it's very important to talk about that, like how much, uh, too much media is really destroying uh, how we enjoy, uh, as humans, just as people in general, how we enjoy music or... Particularly in music, in this case, um, just because I, you know, again, I'll get into a lot deeper on a different episode. But I remember knowing every single song on the CD that I owned, rather I loved it or hated the song. I knew it. I knew the name. I knew what it sounded like. All that shit. I know who it feels. If it was a feature on it. Nowadays, though, I can't tell you the last album that, like, you know. That I didn't listen to for an album review, that I listened to the entire project. It, it, it's very, very few and far in between. Uh, and again, it's just that I don't have the time uh, or the attention span now. But again, we're going to get into that on in a different episode. My apologies for keeping y'all so uh, much on that. Um, but like I was saying, uh, Good Kid Mass City dropped 2012, 2013. I can't remember exactly right now. But that album hooked me it, from from Shireen. The first song came on the little, um, the first song, the intro. Uh, sound it's just a crazy, crazy album. I was hooked from the jump. Put my man Los on to Kendrick. I was like, Yo, you gotta listen to this joint. He eventually came around and he was like, Yeah, dog, like he's the fucking he's the fucking man, bro. So. All that being said, we big Kendrick fans over here. So, of course, man, of course, of course, of course, we had to review his newest album. We've done it for the last two, if I'm not mistaken. We did it for um, Damn, not too long ago, a couple years ago. And I believe we may have did it for uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. But that just goes to show you how long we've been doing this. So, you know, I mean, shout out the offer. Still tuning in every week. But, like I was saying, we've done damn near every Kendrick Lamar album uh, as a review on this joint. And, of course, we had to do the new one, uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Now, crazy mouthful of a name. Pause. You know what I mean? Uh, but, it, you know, I just knew from looking at the at the cover of this joint, you got his, uh, what I presume to be his wife and a newborn uh, I believe it's his daughter, and uh, him holding his son with a, what looks like to be a revolver in his back pocket with a diamond-encrusted thorn crown. I love it, man. I love the symbolism. I love everything about it. So, of course, you know, when that first came out, and now on top of all of that, right, Kendrick had also came out and said that this was going to be his last album on Top Dog. Now, why that's important? Well, because we haven't had Kendrick Lamar projects that weren't with Top Dog. I mean, unless you're maybe maybe Kendrick Lamar EP, uh, maybe his early early stuff. But to my knowledge, I think Section Eighty uh, is definitely Top Dog. I think you know I think he was with them ever since. So um, nowadays, how much does that make a difference? I guess we'll see. But again, definitely, uh, at least it gave it more incentive for me to want to take a listen. So, 
Y'all know how we do this, man. We ain't going to delay this anymore. I know I've been rapping for like the last five minutes or so, but I just needed to get that off my chest, man. Let y'all know where I stand with this humongous, humongous Kendrick fans over here. Uh, I think he's one of the greatest rappers of all time. I think the way he's able to uh, just essentially just explain how he feels through music, like I think that that's something that he does better than maybe anybody ever. Um, and I know that's a very bold statement to make, but um, he's at the very least in the top three of people to do that. But again, different conversation for a different day. Let's go ahead and dive into this album. Now, for the sake of time, we're not going to go over every song uh, just because it's 18 songs long. Um, and I guess that's not too long, but I'm going to talk about what I liked. I'm going to talk about what I didn't like if I didn't. And uh, I'm just trying to talk overall about how I felt about the album. Again, I'm filling in on a solo tip for my man, Coop. You know what I mean? Holding it down over here. So we go ahead and dive right in to number one, and that's United in Grief. Now, mind y'all, we've been waiting for Kendrick for a long time, music for a long time. We heard the heart part five when it came out, and by the way, again, I'm sure we talked about it on this podcast, amazing, amazing, amazing song, uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, was added uh, at the very end, which is not on here now, but uh, I believe it was added on, on Apple Music to the uh, to the end of this album. Again, I think it should have uh, think it should have been on this album, but then again, maybe not so much, because it doesn't really fit into uh the narration or just everything that goes on in this album so with the first song united in grief um one of my favorite songs on here uh you know kendrick just kind of starts off uh or, or the song just starts off with um a very eerie kind of uh vocal part i'm not you know i'm sure of a chorus that's singing it um and it's very eerie you hear it throughout the album um it's saying something different every time, but in the same kind of pitch or whatever. Um, and it, it's, I, I think this part is the part where it's like, I hope you find some peace of mind in this lifetime. And, uh, you know, that's a topic that Kendrick Lamar covers a whole lot uh, in his music. Uh, and I think that that's, uh, I don't know, it's something that I can relate to a lot. And, you know, immediately, I, I just thought that this, this is going to be a crazy start to this album. And it was, you know, because like I said, it starts like that. You're not sure what to expect. And then boom, Kendrick comes in and just starts murking shit. You know what I mean? Rapping wise, uh, he just starts going off on his joint. And then there's a beat change right in the middle of the song. And the beat just goes crazy. One of my favorite beats on this album. And uh, overall, man, I think the song is a really, really good song. A good, good way to start the album. And just mentioning how, you know, when he says, I grieve different, I, I believe he's talking about his community um, and just how he was brought up and how what he knows. You know, he mentions uh, all kinds of issues uh, him having gone through and how he was able to grieve through it, either by cheating on his girl with some uh, white girl and on tour, you know, green eyes, I believe is what he calls on his joint. Um, and he just kind of goes into depth on the different ways that, uh, you know, people in his community grieve 
And, uh, you know, from the outside, it might look like, yo, this person is a fucking junkie or this person is fucking wild and da 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 But the reality of it is that, you know, that's that's all you know sometimes. And I think that that's a very important message uh, just in order to be able to have some kind of compassion or just understanding of people is, is to know that people are going to grieve differently. And again, I think that's the main uh idea in this song right here uh united in grief that ultimately we all grieve but yeah we are grieving differently and it might not look like the best way from the outside looking in but it is grieving nonetheless so i think that that's a very strong uh you know message that kendrick shows off in this joint um and yeah i i love it i love i love the start of the start of the album all right so we're gonna go on to the second song n95 um, and again, he, he this is a, a song that kind of just kind of starts turning up like immediately, you know what I mean? And, um, I don't know. I, I, I personally, this song kind of reminds me, ironically enough, I think it's the second song in damn, uh, DNA. It kind of reminds me of DNA for some reason. Um, again, not the biggest fan of this song, but I, I think it's the more, pop I don't want to use the word popish but just I guess uh urban day hip-hop sounding mainstream sounding song I guess or whatever but again the message is still very deep in this joint um he mentions a lot of you know cancel culture he mentions covid he mentions uh you know and again it is called ed 95 so yeah you know take that for what you may um and I I, it's not a bad song, but if I had to pick a song that I'm not the biggest fan of on this album, I would probably call this one out, unfortunately, for me. Um, you know, the beat just kind of sounds like, I don't know, man. It, it is very high energy, but it, it's just not the type of beat that I like to hear Kendrick on. Um, but hey, that's, that's just me. Um, let's go on to... Number uh, four, which is Die Hard, and that is featuring Blast and Amanda, I'm sorry, Reifer. Uh, one of my favorite songs on the album, obviously, you know, it's a single on the album. I'm sure you guys have all heard it. Uh, Blast is singing on this joint, first of all, is amazing. I love it. I love him singing the hook on this joint. I love the melody, love the words, all that shit is fucking hard. Um, uh, uh, what's... The girl's name, I'm sorry, uh, Amanda Reifer, her part on the uh, on the bridge, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's a bridge, uh, is very well done. I think her voice fits very well here. And also just Kendrick's, uh, you know, verses are really dope. And I don't know, man, it's just a feel-good song. Um, it really, when I first, when this album first came out, it was around the time it was right before uh, the summertime, and it just kind of had like a summertime vibe to it. Um, and I just, I love it, man. I love this song. I love the message of this song. You know, third verse has one of my favorite, and it's kind, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, I don't want to say corny, but uh, my past won't keep me from my best. I think is one of the most dopest things Kendrick said. It's simple. But uh, I think a lot of us can, you know, relate to the fact of, you know, maybe, you know, screwing up in the past and, you know, doing things in a way that you wouldn't agree with now. But that ain't going to keep you from the best you could be today. So I think I don't know. I just I think that this song in general 
has a good uh good message and uh you know he i don't know i, I just think it was a great song i think kendrick has developed a good uh a, a formula of making a song that has a strong message but also sounds good and i think that this song achieves that very well it's my favorite uh i would say like popish i guess you could call it songs on here like i said blast did his thing and at the very end as well he did his thing on at like the little outro part um yeah it's, it's just a dope song man really really dope song really fuck with it um Let's go on to number five, which is Father Time featuring Sampha. Now, again, one of my favorite songs. Uh, I think it's an important song uh, on this album. It's one of my favorite Kendrick songs in general, just because I think the message is so important on here. Uh, You know, we always think about girls when we hear the word daddy issues. And um, ultimately, this is just a song that talks about men having daddy issues, grown as men having daddy issues. Uh, Kendrick mentions, uh, you know, just how his father raised him to not show emotion and uh, just to be certain ways that obviously in hindsight to Kendrick is the wrong way to react. But again, you know, that's the reality of it, that we got these ideologies from the men in our lives, even if you did have a father, you know what I mean? So even if, and again, I think that's another important message on here is that even if you did have a father growing up, you could still have daddy issues because you still, you know, got your shit from him. I mean, it's not his fault. It's not none of that. But again, I, I, th- I just think that that's a very strong uh, stance that Kendrick takes on here. Talks about all the things that his dad saw him growing up and ultimately, he's acknowledging that, you know, they're they're just they're just not I don't want to use the word toxic just because it's such a cliche thing nowadays. But, yeah, just toxic. Just this is not good for yourself or your family, for your loved ones to live life uh, in that way. And again, I, I think he he closes the song off with the, just a, a perfect way to engulf the meaning of the song. Grown men with daddy issues. You know what I mean? And again. Very, very strong uh, song, in my opinion. I think Kendrick did a great job on this joint. Um, and, yeah, I, I really, really like this song. thought it was really dope. Okay, let's go on to number seven, which is Rich Spirit. And I believe this is also another single. They've, I've seen a music video to it. Um, I think the beat is super dope on this joint. I think the beat is super dope and it's super stripped back, laid back. Uh, but I don't know. It's just really dope. And the way that Kendrick comes in on the song, I try to catch it every single time. And I think I finally got it. But it took me a super long time because I don't know how he found that pocket where he found it. Where he's like, taking my baby to school, then I pray for cousin. You know what I mean? Like. It, it, the way he came in on that joint was so fucking hard to me as somebody who's made music in the past, as somebody who writes, as somebody, like, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know it might not be that impressive to most people, but it was to me, and I think uh, aside from that, just, um, it was just a dope, it's a dope song, man, dope song by Kendrick, uh, I don't know, man, I, I really like this song. Uh, like I said, I believe it is a um, what what's it call it a, a single. Uh, as I've seen the music video and all that, so definitely uh, a dope dope song, definitely. 
Let's go on to the very next song, uh, We Cry Together, and it's Kendrick Lamar featuring Taylor Page. Now, I'm sure you guys have seen this music video already. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard this song already. At the very least, on Instagram, on Twitter, whatever, 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 because this is essentially the, you know, guy rapping and the girl responding, rapping, and pretty much, you know, it just shows how like an argument kind of starts and it kind of goes through the different phases of an argument. Uh, and I, I just think that it was very well executed. Uh, everything from, you know, the arguing to, you know, the girl going on Kendrick to, you know, Kendrick going on the girl and just, you know, just back and forth and ultimately setting, uh, ending in them having sex, you know what I mean? And, and I don't know. It, I, I think that that's such a perfect, uh, explanation of how relationships sometimes go uh, and again I, I just think they did a really great job on this joint I think uh, both Kendrick and Taylor Page uh, did a great job on this song um, again this is one of those songs that like you know and, and again here's another thing that Kendrick is good for is songs that you'll probably never play when other people are around you know what I mean like you might play this in the car just to like, or just by yourself in your room to like appreciate the structure of the song or the lyrics or whatever the fuck, right? But you're not about to play this with your, you know, homie when you're playing 2K with the homies or when you, when you chilling with some girls or whatever. Like it's, it's just I don't know. I just it's, I just had to point out that it's one of those songs. Um, but nonetheless, uh, amazing song. As an artist, I think it's a, a very very strong uh, output on this joint. Um, let's go on to number nine. I know we said we weren't going to touch every song, but I think we have up until this point. Uh, Purple Hearts, and that's featuring Summer Walker and Ghostface Killer. Now, Purple Hearts is a dope song. Um, I've never really listened a whole lot to Summer Walker, but I obviously know who she is. Uh, again, I don't think I can name a specific song from her, but I'm sure if I heard her, I could probably be, oh yeah, that's Summer Walker right there. But she did her motherfucking thing on this joint from her verse to her singing on the hook. Um, I thought it was really dope, man. I thought it was really dope. And uh, just a really dope song. Ghostface comes in at the end and does his thing on it, kills the joint. And yeah, man, just a really dope song. Dope ass beat and a dope ass way to end the first disc, y'all. Now, let's go into the very next song which is i forgot to mention at the beginning of the album review that this is a double disc album again gotta love the uh the 90s man and and when i think double disc album i just think about um the art of war bone thugs and harmony i don't know why that's that's the first immediately the first album that comes in my mind is uh art of war bone thugs and harmony uh another another classic album but um uh, let's go on to the first joint of the second disc, which is the Big Steppers part, I believe that's how it's uh, set up, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it's Count Me Out. Now, this right here, again, one of my favorite songs on this album, for sure. Um, and I love every every part of this song um, from the very beginning. Um, actually, this is actually the part where he says, I hope you find some peace of mind in this lifetime. Um, and the little intro, whatever, uh, oh, and I forgot to also mention this, I'm sorry, I'll be fucking high, man, but, look, man, pretty, uh, an important part 
or a part, maybe not all that important, but definitely a part of the album is that he mentions Eckhart Tolle a lot. Now, for those of y'all that don't know who Eckhart Tolle is, he's the author of uh, just a series of books, but uh, one that I can personally recommend, which is probably his biggest, most famous book, is The Power of Now. And I think that uh, his teachings uh, are different than most self-help uh, gurus out there or whatever you know what I mean and I think that they're amazing personally I've read Eckhart Tolle's work I've read two of his books so far uh, before this album so I was really excited to hear him on there uh, and in this in this album he essentially plays Kendrick's therapist you know what I mean he calls on uh, he calls Eckhart um, during or his girl suggests he talks to Eckhart and uh, he just you know I'm not sure if if he actually got in the booth and recorded these parts right here. But, um, yeah, so he, throughout the whole album, Kendrick, you know, is going to therapy or he's going to, he's talking to Eckhart, you know what I mean, Eckhart. And uh, on this joint, it says Session 10, Breakthrough. And, oh, my God, like, I don't even know how to explain it, man, but it maybe it's because I heard this song right as I was having a personal breakthrough but it just is, this is like a very emotionally charged song to me. Uh, you know what I mean? And I don't know if that's how Kendrick meant, meant for it to feel, but it really does feel that way. And if you've ever been counted out, if you've ever finally made it to the fucking finish line, y'all, trust me, you're going to resonate with this song if you haven't already heard it. You know what I mean? Uh Every fucking bar in this joint is, is is dope. You know what I mean? And he does do a lot of like the little singing kind of shit towards the second half of this song. But that first verse, man, oh my God. It to me is one of my favorite. I'm not gonna say the best, but it's one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar verses ever. Is the first verse on Count Me Out. And of course the hook is dope. I love when you count me out. I love when you count me out. Is in your mouth. Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fucking it up. Yeah. Dope ass song. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Can't say nothing better than that, man. Nothing more than that. But let's go on to um I'm sorry, number two, and that's Crown. Alright, so on this joint, Kendrick goes in on a very stripped down piano instrumental with uh no percussion, I believe. I believe there's very little to anything other than the piano playing uh, for about 90% of this song until the very end. But uh, Kendrick does an incredible job uh, in, in this song, just essentially describing the crown that he has to wear uh, being Kendrick Lamar in his life. And by that, I mean not being able to please everybody even though your heart is telling you to try to please everybody. And uh, I think in general, that's a very, uh, another stance that Kendrick has taken in the past. And, and again, you know, these are all things that we all, to some degree, maybe not to the extent that Kendrick feels it, because he's obviously a multimillionaire. But, you know, when you start to take progressive steps forward in your life, uh you know, you try to keep making progress and you learn to realize that, or you realize, better said, that you can't keep making this progress and pleasing everybody. 
Um, so I just think that that's a very, I don't know, again, something that I could relate to and I'm sure a lot of y'all could relate to uh, whenever you make that transition in life to just be doing better than you were before. You know, you can't please everybody. Some people are going to be mad at you. Some people aren't going to understand, and that's okay. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, and I think that that's the general thing that Kendrick is trying to say here is that, look, man, like, can't please everybody, but it's okay. Like, it's cool. And I don't know. I just thought that that was a really, really dope song. Again, he did it in a very dope way um, with no percussion damn near throughout most of the song, no, you know, traditional hip-hop beat. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it really, really dope song, man. Uh, but let's go on to number three, and it's uh, Silent Hill featuring Kodak Black, Project Baby, all right? Now, this is the second time, I believe, that we hear of uh, Kodak on this joint. He is on Worldwide Steppers, I believe. Uh, and, yeah, he's he's sprinkled out throughout this album. But this is the, uh, I believe it's the only joint that he actually has a, um, a, a actual verse. Aside from, um, is it Worldwide Steppers? Which song is it? Uh, shit, hold on. Is that joint not on here anymore? Is it, I think it's the Rich Yeah, Rich Interlude. That's what it is. My bad. So he's sprinkled out throughout this album, but this is the second time, actually, he has uh, a full verse, a full song, the better you said. It's the first time he has a full song. He's on a full song. And this joint is really dope, all right? From the from the beat, as soon as that joint drops, you hear the little, uh, what sounds like it's a gun with a silencer on it shooting. I think that that joint was really dope dopely i don't know if that's the right word here but a really well used uh sample effect whatever you want to call it i thought that it was really dope and i know a lot of motherfuckers think it's corny it's annoying but i love the whole push these niggas off me like boot uh uh i don't know why i said that <laughs> i'm leaving that in there push these niggas off me like ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I i don't know why i can't make the noise right now but Let's just play it right now. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> My bad, y'all. Put these niggas off me like, ooh. All right. That joint is, is kind of kind of weak, you know. But overall, the song is super dope, man. The beat is fucking ridiculous. Kodak Black comes in and kills his joint. Kendrick kills his joint. Um... I love this song, man. I thought it was a really dope song. I th- I-, I love that, you know, Kendrick bought Kodak in. Even with everything that Kodak got going on, I think it's important to continue to support, uh, you know, somebody who's, you know, God's working on all of us is essentially what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Shout out to Jesus Merrill, man. But um, let's go on to number, uh, let's see. Let's go on to number six, and that's Auntie Diaries. Um, and, you know, I, I think this is another very strong, self-reflective song, again, like I mentioned earlier, that you probably wouldn't play around the homies or, you know, with, with some girls or whatever. But very strong song. Uh, he essentially talks about uh, his aunt who, uh, who you know, when he was young, he was like, oh, she dresses like a man. It turns out that she's, you know. She's, I, I, if I understand correctly, she's transgendered. So, um, 
you know, he talks about the fact that when he was younger, he used to say certain words that we're not going to say on here for obvious reasons. But, um, you know, he mentions that and he kind of just mentions and documents his journey to understanding, uh, you know, that whole situation. I think that's a very important uh, song to put out and i think that um yeah man it's a very very strong message uh that ultimately it might be something that uh we as you know colored people black and brown people don't view as you know normal or whatever the case may be but ultimately you know the reality of it is that as long as the person is happy and nobody's being hurt that's all that matters you know what i mean so uh, I think that this song does a great job at kind of describing that and uh, just kind of going into details of how situations like that go, especially a situation so close to home. Because uh, you know, if I, if I remember correctly on this on this song, you know, this this pres this aunt is you know close to Kendrick or whatever. So I thought that, that was a really dope song and just uh, I don't know, very creative. Um, I was gonna say something, but creative way to I'm not even gonna say it. My, <laughs> but now really dope song though. really really dope song um let's go on to let's see mother i sober oh wow this is probably one of the heaviest uh songs on this album uh just because it, it makes you face the reality of uh of grief and again grief is mentioned a lot in this album uh but in this particular song he mentions uh, having to deal with grief from past trauma sober. That that's really how you grieve. And, you know, as somebody who, you know, partakes in drinking and, you know, yada, yada, yada um, from time to time. I think that it's very true that, you know, when you do whatever it is you do as your grief, um, quote unquote, I believe that you're not able to fully experience what it is you're supposed to experience in this grief. You know what I mean? If you're smoking, if you're drinking, if you're doing whatever it is you're doing, if you're, you know, having lots of casual sex, if you're just looking for a way to fill this void or whatever, like, that's not real healing. That's not real, uh, you know, uh, grief. That's not real grief. So I think that that's a... um, that's ultimately his message on this song, and I think it's uh, it's important because a lot of times, uh, you know, we've all lost people in, in the past, and uh, I just personally realized that a lot of the grief happens sometimes randomly while I'm at work, while I'm on the train, while I'm driving home, sober as can be. You know what I mean? That's when a lot of the healing happens. That's when a lot of breakthroughs emotionally happen. Uh Man, and yeah, I thought that that him including, and this is why Kendrick is such an important artist, uh, in my opinion, to our, just to our generation, I guess you could call it, because it doesn't matter if this is a song that's going to sound on the radio or what have you. These are all songs that have very deep messages, and um, yeah, I, I just thought it was a, a really dope song, man. And um, let's go on to the last song, which is Mirror. And it's number nine, last song on the double disc. Um, and essentially, Kendrick talks about him being, you know, being who he is. But again, choosing himself and having to be selfish sometimes. Because, 
you know, sometimes the most selfless thing you could do is to be selfish. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think I said that right. <laughs> I believe I said that right. The most selfless thing you could do is to be selfish. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Um, because you do need to focus on yourself in order to help everybody else. Like, you can't save the world if you don't save yourself. I know that's something that's been said multiple times, and I kind of understood that as a kid, but I never really understood it until I was an adult. And even understand it a little bit more so now that Kendrick has kind of, you know, laid it out in his own way or whatever. So, I, I don't know. I just thought that this is this a dope way to end the song. Or, I'm sorry, the the, the, the album. Um, and, again, it's, again, a feeling that we all feel you know and especially myself you know i'm a i'm um, an admittedly emotional person you know what i mean i feel everything i feel what i'm going through i feel what the person next to me is going through and uh i really really feel shit man and sometimes you know it's hard to choose yourself because you care so much about how the other person is gonna feel um but again I just think Kendrick does a great job on his joint, just getting to that message and kind of just letting it out, man. But um, yeah, great, dope song uh, to to end the the. the I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm fumbling on my words, y'all. But this is the first time I've had to do an album review by myself, if I'm not mistaken. But shout out to my fucking co-host, man. Y'all already know what it is. But, again, that leads us to the end of the album review. Um, personally, I like this album more than I like Damn. I think I've said it before to my friends, and they look at me like, are you sure? Yes. Yes. Y'all are saying that because y'all haven't had the chance to fully listen to it because of everything that I mentioned earlier. But me... Trust me, this album, to me, is way better than Damn. As a Kendrick Lamar fan, as a musician, as a fan of music, as a fan of art, this, I'm not going to say it's on the same level to Pimp a Butterfly, because it's not, but it's closer than, I'm about to say, probably closer than any other album in in his discography, to me, personally to me. I really love this album. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 9.75 out of 10. I really, really love this album. Now, I know I skipped over a few songs, but the reality of it was is that I just couldn't. uh, I mean, it wasn't because I didn't like them. It's just that I didn't personally have, I guess, like a whole lot to say about them. But, you know, and, and a lot of the times these songs are like, you know, interludes and things like that, so, but every other song that I mentioned, a lot, I, I love all of these songs, like, a lot of these joints is really, really tough, man, as a Kendrick Lamar fan, it took me a while to really hear everything, you know what I mean, because aside from everything I mentioned earlier, Kendrick Lamar's music is very dense, is very emotionally charged, and, you know, I heard uh, Count Me Out the first week that I was listening to this album, and that was my go-to song, you know what I mean, so it was hard to go back and actually have to listen to everything despite wanting to listen to my favorite Jones on here. But having done that, this is still an enjoyable, uh, it was still enjoyable for me. So I really enjoyed reviewing this album. Again, 9.75 out of 10. It's, I'm not going to say it's a top three Kendrick album just yet, 
but I think I might say it's to Pimp a Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad City, and then <laughs> Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. For me personally, better than damn, better than Section 80. These are all great albums. Section 80 more so. But hey, that's just my opinion, y'all. Y'all let me know what y'all feel in the comment section, man. Or DMs or what have you. Let me know what y'all think about this album. I know a lot of people uh, like like what they heard. There's, again, there's, there's songs on the radio from this joint. So there's just no question that it's being received at least a little well. So, um... Yeah, man, y'all let me know what y'all think in the comment section, in our DMs, all the above about this album, Mr. Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Uh, Again, 9.75 out of 10. Classic album to me. To me. I just resonated very deeply with this joint, and maybe that has a lot to do with it. And maybe I shouldn't incorporate feelings with music reviews, but the reality of it is that music and feelings coexist. They go hand in hand, okay? And it's part of the listening experience, and music is, in my opinion, supposed to make you feel something. So you know what? I'm going to keep putting my emotions into these reviews. Yeah. All right, so. <laughs> oh, no, man. But listen, man, I want to thank y'all for tuning in, man. Thank y'all for listening to my rambling. I know I was doing a lot of rambling. I'm sorry. This is just me trying to hold the ship that takes two to run, you know, me and my co-host, man, we like goddamn Batman and Robin, he's Batman, I'm motherfucking Robin, and I say that because he does all the editing, you know what I mean, so shout out to my man, I hope you, well, I know he's feeling better, but, you know, he'll be back next week, y'all, so he he's good, but shout out to all of y'all as well for listening, for everybody who's listening, thank y'all for getting through another episode, and y'all let us know what else we should review, I believe we got a couple more planned uh, in the backlog. But, um, yeah, that's what we got for this week, man. Uh, I Do I have anything to recommend? I unfortunately don't think I have anything to recommend this week. I apologize. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right? But what I will say this is stay safe, y'all. Uh, do the best you can. And if you can't do that, or do the best you can. If you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud. And if you can't do that, man, at least use them goddamn turn signals at the light, all right? Look, man, it's about to be spring in a few months. You don't want to be out here with the sun setting down later with a scraped-up car because your stupid ass couldn't turn to use the damn turn signals, all right? So use them turn signals. Are you making a right? Don't just make it. I need to know what you're doing, all right? Do that. We'll be all right, man. So... Definitely thank y'all for rocking with the kid this week. It's been great. Your boy is actually going to Ireland tomorrow. No, Wednesday, which is two days from now. Two days from recording this. I'm going to Ireland, man. Hanging out with my guys for one of my uh one of my friends' bachelor parties. So yeah, you know, I'll make sure to come back with some stories that, you know, stories that 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 clear the line of being able to be told on this podcast. So, yeah, man, I'm going to have a good time. Hope y'all have a great weekend as well. Hope you have a great week ahead, man. And stay safe. And uh, 
Word to my man, Joey Diaz. Stay black. Peace. Peace. <laughs>